Welcome back to the Blindside Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined as always by my buddy Justin Baxley. Justin, what's going on, my man? Um, I'm doing really well, man. Uh, busy with work and whatnot, but uh, a little bit more of a relaxed week this week. Um, not as much going on as, as usual. Um, but, you know, how about you, man? Was that a pop I heard? It is. I'm having having a little drinky drink tonight. Um, got a little bit, bit of that Prometheus action. Uh, it is. It's pomegranate and blueberry sour from, I think it's probably my favorite um, favorite brewery, not Piedmont. Like, favorite brewery that's not Piedmont uh, here in Macon um, is Three Taverns. Um, I think they just put out winter after winter after winter with some of their sours. Um, this particular line of sours has really cool cans. If you've ever seen them in stores. Um, and they all taste really good. I haven't had yep. a bad one in this particular lot. Yep. Yep. That, that, that's a really good line of sours. Uh, it's got Prometheus, uh, Saparis, which is more, I think it's lemon, and then uh, Lord Grey, which is one of our favorites. It's probably Compton. my favorite one. It's an Earl Grey. Yeah. So, yeah, really good line of beers. I do not have any beer tonight. I was sipping on some water. That's what I've got going on. Okay. Um, hey, you know, a little roll reversal. Normally it's you popping the can. Um, but yeah, had to change it up for the, our listeners this week. And speaking of changing it up, segue time. Segue. We, we flipped rolls completely. I took the segue. Uh, so on Survivor tonight, Man. we saw for my first takeaway, I thought it was so cool to see Omar step up in the reward challenge. And and kind of be a challenge beast for a couple minutes. Um, it it, it got overshadowed because yeah. Jonathan did what Jonathan does and got out of the water, yeah. sank all five buoys, um, and and just kind of erased what Omar had done. But the kind of performance that Omar put on, where he made four shots, missed one, clanged one, in most seasons of Survivor, the other team would have had. Uh, two or three buoys in, and Omar would have had time to make that last shot. But because Jonathan's on the other team, he didn't have time for that. Um, Jonathan decided pretty quick that Rock Square wouldn't get the job done, and Jonathan came in and sank all five buoys real quick uh, in, into the basket. Um, but I thought it was cool to see Omar get that chance, but not only that, it was cool to see him get to come back to the camp and talk about how much fun it was. And, and, and that group was so uplifted by the fact that, like, hey, we were really close, and it's okay that we didn't win. It's okay that we didn't win that challenge, um, and we get to be here, and it was just fun to be out there competing. I thought that was just a really cool kind of uh, couple of segments there, and it was, it was nice to see Omar get his chance to shine in a physical challenge. Yeah, it, I think that the one benefit sometimes to seeing the reward challenge um, is you do get to see some unsung heroes um, play out uh, in these, in these, because sometimes you have like a really good challenge to be sit out uh, because you, especially like in the, in the early format of the game where it's um, teams it's having, you know, sitting Jonathan for a reward or, I mean, you wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Like you'd sit somebody that maybe is pretty solid for a reward so that you wouldn't have to sit them in a, team format in the or in the immunity format um and so sometimes these rewards are the ones where we get to see some performances maybe that that we wouldn't get to see otherwise and so i really did i like seeing him step up 
Um, look, it's hard in a season like this because of how much of a beast that uh, our, our boy Jonathan is. But And so, like, the breakout performances might still end in you losing, like, tonight. But it still shows that, like, you know, if, if Jonathan's not on the here anymore, Omar could be a sneaky challenge beast that we, we should watch out for um, going forward. Like, that's the kind of – that's something that might be some insight for us going forward is it might showcase who could be challenge beast if Jonathan or the challenge beast so far this season, Tori, um, in terms of winning immunity. Now all of a sudden you can have somebody like Omar. The story is now there that that person can go and win, win some stuff. Yeah, and I just continue to be impressed. I mean, it's related to this. I continue to be impressed with the attitudes on this season. Um, we saw it with the hourglass where nobody really seemed to have hard feelings. Other than Tori, nobody really seemed to have hard feelings for Roxroy for making what was kind of an obvious decision for him. Um, we just haven't right. seen some of the bitterness about the twists and the and winning and losing that, that, that we have in the past. And it was just really nice to see that the, that group of people. And I think it advanced strategy. People weren't spending so much time being bitter about what happened in the challenge. So they were able to come back and immediately start strategizing and building bonds, and building connections. And I think that was just – it's it's good – it's better for your game. Um, once you've lost, it does you no good to be angry. Um, and, and I know – I listen, I'm super competitive – I would I would probably be terrible at taking my own advice here, but thinking about it logically, <laughs> uh, sitting around and stewing about who lost the challenge and who won the challenge, especially in something like this where it, it's a reward, it, it, you're not immune either way. It, it has not cost you a million dollars. You just chill. It's not gonna. You will not come back and sulk your way into a win. But what you can do is come back and sulk your way into breaking some relationships and making it harder on yourself to win. And so everybody kind of did a good job of not doing that this time, and I thought that was good. Yeah, I I think that, like, I think it was Lindsay afterwards, after that reward, she's like, you know, I just enjoy being here with you guys. Like, I hate that we lost. We got really close. It, it sucks, but I enjoy being here with you guys, and, and I'll, I don't mind losing with, with, with this group. Um, and I think she just said that with anybody. Because I think they are like they seem to genuinely enjoy being around one another, and look, it's kind of like a a family. Like you get annoyed sometimes with certain things that each other do, each other does. But like at the end of the day, you still love them, and like that's that's what this cast just feels a little bit more lovable. But a lot of that's because I feel like you know in forty one, people were bitter and angry, and because they were like some people were just playing at such a high level compared to. You know, some of the other ones who weren't or, or I don't really know what the what the cause was, so to speak. But like, I just don't know that there was there, there was a lot more animosity on that on that particular season, I thought, compared to what we're getting here. And some of it's just like this cast is re- like a really solid personality um, <clears throat> driven cast. What I will throw out there, though, and this will be my takeaway, and it's more. It's less a takeaway from this episode, a more takeaway from the season. Um, and it's as much as I love the cast personality wise, um, and you and I've had this discussion all week, so I figured I'd do it and bring it up on the podcast. Is this cast is really weak in terms of like, I don't mean weak as in it's not a good cast, I mean weak as in like physically. And, <laughs> you know, 
we we see it on like tonight might not be a great example because Jonathan didn't win individual immunity, um, but he did kind of like blow through the reward one, and even when it looked like he was finally going to lose, he didn't. Um, I don't want to cast full of Jonathan's. That seems to be a popular um, opinion floating around is that people who want strong people on these casts just want to cast full of Jonathan's, and that's not true. What I want is balance, and. From here on in, it probably won't matter as much. But in the tribal phase specifically, like having such a weak cast basically means that that orange tribe really never was never in danger of going to tribal except for once. I mean, we got lucky that all of them went once, but truthfully, like it, it should have played out where they never went to tribal. Um, and so I guess what I'm getting at is that like when you when they cast these casts, they got really really lucky this time. Because if they had cast this particular cast and they weren't as strong personality-wise, we could have been in for a really bad season of Survivor. Because, like, what they lack in physicality and what they lack in being able to do these challenges well, they more than make up for in their personalities. But what I'm worried about is Survivor for the future, if they continue to cast this way, they're eventually going to land on a cast that's kind of a dud. And they're going to, you know, in terms of personalities and then like, what's the point in watching? Like, I know there's only like two people that can win challenges. Once those people are out, it's going to get real boring real quick. Cause now like the personality's gone, the, the winner is gone. Like there's just nothing left for them to really cling to. In this particular season, they got it right in terms of all the personalities they were able to cast. But like, there's a couple people that they probably should have swapped out that didn't really get to last long or they just didn't fit well for like this particular season. They should have probably stuck on another season, like maybe 43 and cast some stronger folks to, to at least offset Jonathan just a little bit. Because as you and I talked about on the podcast last week, Jonathan is massive. He would be a great challenge beast on literally any season of survivor, but he is far more, it's far more obvious in this season. And and that, I'll go ahead and segue into my next segue. This is not going to be chronological, but Tori has snuck up and become an actual challenge beast. She's won both immunities when she absolutely had to because both times it felt like she was definitely gone if she didn't win, and she won. But I'll connect to what you were saying in that it was really Tori, Jonathan, and then everybody else. Um, High was done mm-hmm. almost immediately. I mean, just uh, Jeff had barely gotten the word go out of his mouth and or whatever, whatever he says right before they start. He had barely gotten that out of his mouth and high had already dropped, um, which I thought when they were considering, because this was the 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 the, the challenge where Jeff did the rice thing, where uh, everybody can get a cup of rice that sits out or if enough people sit out, he'll give everybody rice for a certain number of days and they bargained and they both whoever threw out two as their first negotiation was, was probably doing the smart thing in most negotiations, but they had to know on survivor that wasn't going to work. And most negotiations starting out low ball is not a bad, especially when you're given no guidance, you know, Jeff, Jeff didn't tell you um, I'm looking for a round four. He said, what's your offer? Well, my offer is two, Um, but they had to know that wasn't going to work. They negotiated, they got it down to, to four 
And I thought when they were negotiating, they had three the three girls that had already said they would do it: Drea, um, Marianne, and who was the third? What mm. Tori, obviously. What Chanel was it? No, I don't, it wasn't Chanel. She was one of the last ones standing. Was it Lindsay? I think it was Lindsay. Yeah, because Lindsay said she wasn't going to be good Lindsay. at that challenge. So the three of them, I thought then, High is super comfortable. He's in the driver's seat of the majority alliance, and I just don't think this is a challenge he's going to be good at. I thought then, like, this is a perfect opportunity for him to lock in that he's uh, that he's safe. Because I just feel like if you read this season, now, last season, I wouldn't have necessarily felt this way because there were some cutthroat people out there and everybody knew it. But with this cast, with this group, I feel like this is one where, and Marianne kind of highlighted it, this is one where if, you, if you're the one who sits out, this cast isn't going to vote you out. Um, the one exception might have, Tori and Chanel probably needed to go ahead and play. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, if you sit out, you're safe. If you sit out and get everybody rice, you got people like Jonathan and Mike and um, probably Marianne, like people like that that are going to rally the troops and say, "Listen, we we can't vote that person out. They sat out for us to get rice. We're we're gonna we're gonna honor that." I really thought High should have sat out, and he didn't. And then he folded immediately, and pretty much everybody else folded immediately. I think Chanel hung on for a little bit, but it was really down to Jonathan and Tori, and Tori beat him again. Um, and so I was just super impressed that, you know, I don't like Tori as a player. I think she's a fun character. She kind of spices up the season, but uh, you've got to be impressed with her performance in these two challenges when she knew she had to win. Right. Yeah. She's been really good. And I think it's that, that level of, of she's really good under pressure. Like she has to know that this is like game seven for her every time she steps out there. And she has to know that, like, they're gunning for her if she if she slips up and she doesn't win. The other problem, though, is, is it, it is putting a bigger target on her back, too. Like, it, it works both ways. Like, it's keeping her safe right now, and she needs it to be able to stay safe. But the minute she loses one, you have to think they're, they're going to use that as, like, an additional thing of, like, look, the girl can win immunities even if Jonathan's here. Like, we got to get her out, too. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that, this is something she can she can ride maybe one or two more, but I I do think her days are numbered um, still because I just think that like we're starting to see the power players of the season start to kind of rise up a little bit more, and she doesn't feel like one of those people. Um, despite winning the two immunities, she still feels like she's fighting for her life, even though she she can't be voted out. I'm still sitting there thinking, well, when's Tori going home? Like that, that's the edit I'm getting from her is that despite being safe, I still am like, Oh, I wonder if they'll just get Tori out. Well, they can't. <laughs> so I think the first time they have that opportunity, I think there's a chance she'll go home. Um, but it has been good to see somebody because I was really worried when we, when we saw this cast, especially once we saw them in the team phases. Jeremy, I was worried we might not have anybody else but Jonathan win unless it was a puzzle. Well, and, and, and that was my worry as somebody who likes Jonathan. And even though I haven't picked him to, as my winner the last couple of weeks, I would love it if he won. I, I would absolutely love it. And what I could see from him is he comes out there, he kind of wins the first three immunities by default, and then a puzzle comes up. Or, 
or then this challenge comes up because this challenge with those narrow boards, as Rick Devins pointed out on Twitter, like everybody knows, right, that that this challenge does not favor somebody who's enormous. Um, those, those the, the balance beams are narrow. His feet are probably huge. I assume he's got massive feet. He's just an enormous person. And like, it doesn't favor him. It's that's a hard challenge. It's right. remarkable that he stayed up as long as he does because those are the kind of challenges that we normally see the big challenge beast type fall fast. And um, in fact, I, if I were Jonathan, the so, my sole motivation for competing tonight would have been to try to make sure Tory didn't win it. Um, if Tory had sat out, if I'm Jonathan, I also would have sat out. Uh, because it's it's just it's hard it's hard when you're that big to balance on that tiny beam um but my worry was that there would be three that he would win and then this one or something like it where he just doesn't have a chance to really win it and he just gets voted out because right, well this is the only chance we've got this is how we get him out um so i actually think it's good for him that he hasn't won immunity yet Yeah, I mean, that's probably fair. Like, it's showing that they can still beat him. They don't necessarily have to take him out immediately. Like, he's going to be vulnerable more than they thought he was, um, which is good. Um, my next takeaway is going to be another Tory-related one, um, which Tory Drea-related uh, slash advantage-related. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But Drea gets another advantage tonight. And she, if you thought she was Survivor Rich before, I don't know what you call her now because – she is just swimming in, in advantages. She's got four of them now. Um, she's like, she reminds me of Dean, but Dean, yeah. but Dean did it with like Final Five where he couldn't have possibly used all of it. Right. Uh, well, and like Dean's was felt, I don't know, Dean's felt cheaper because like Dean went over there and flipped a coin and got one of them and it got like the biggest one he right. needed. Um, versus these have been like she's found them or she got picked for that amulet one. Um, and I guess she got one, the extra vote from the summit, but you know, it didn't feel as cheap. I don't know why, but like there was some risk in every single one of hers that even though like Dean's was Dean had some risk, the way that that like chip or whatever he flipped the way, it was kind of weighted. I don't know that it was necessarily like it was wasn't going to turn very much. Um, Right. So, but I say that to say, like, she's got so many things, but the thing that I picked up on that I enjoyed the most, and the thing that I think is going to impact this long term more is like it said in there, like, this is a beware advantage. She got it. This was the one that Xander, is it right, that sat out of the challenge last time uh, in 41 and Honda? Yeah. Well, they mixed it up. I don't know what his would have been because this is the one that Liana got. Um, this the advantage right. itself is the one that Liana got, but the location, yeah, it's the one that Xander somehow didn't find, even though he was actively looking in that tiny little bench. Yeah, he was looking for it. Yeah, weird, like the way they edited it to show us that he looked for it and still couldn't find it. But anyway, Drea yeah. finds it. I really like they're like you'll get caught red-handed, and like she didn't really pay attention much attention, and then all of a sudden she was literally red-handed because there was paint inside of the advantage. Um, or whatever, when she cried, was it a coconut or whatever? It looked like what they had done is they took some, either a bucket, like a small bucket, or a piece of pipe, and stuck it down yeah. in the ground, and then filled that with paint, and inside the paint was the, the little cartridge that had the, the advantage in it. Okay. Yeah. 
And so she gets paint all over and it's like very obvious. She goes and tries to wash it off at the water well, but there's still a little bit on her because it's red. It sticks out to Tori because she's like, Oh gosh, are you bleeding? Like she genuinely, I guess was concerned. And Drea tries to think on her feet and say, Oh no, I was painting, which I think was a really bad move. Um, because she's like, I was painting for our flag. And the flag is literally sitting next to him with no paint on it. Yeah. Like, that that whole scenario was an unforced error, error by Drea. It's like I told my wife, why you're 20 yards from the ocean, um, people regularly go out in the water to look for crabs or or whatever. Like, make up something, say you had to go to the bathroom, go out in the ocean. The salt water is probably going to be better for cleaning your hands than the well water anyway. And and you can also get out there and maybe like run your hand in the sand and really really get it good and uh, cleaned off. And and that just seemed like a much more obvious cover than or, trying to. Because the other thing is, if you're out in the ocean and somebody walks up while you're cleaning, it's it's easier to sell. It's easier to kind of throw them off the trail than it is if you're pouring water over your hand at the well. That just, that was such a weird unforced error from Drea. Yeah, the whole thing. But what it did though, it it showcased to Drea, Tori's legit. Like Tori is somebody I've got to watch out for because she's the one that picked up on it. And she knows I'm lying. Like Drea knew that Tori knew that she was lying. Like you could tell that like they were they were reading each other and you could tell Dre I was like, yeah, she don't believe me. Like she knows that there's something right. deeper. And so it's just a really poorly played thing from Drea. But I also don't know that it wasn't poorly played by Tori. Like when Tori like Tori shouldn't have called her out on the fact that like the flag hadn't been painted. I think I would have just looked over, noticed that, and said, Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then went on about my business. Then later on come back and talk to some other folks and be like, hey, I'm a little concerned about Drea. Our flag hadn't been painted, but she said she was painting our flag. So she must have some sort of advantage. Like I would have used that as a little bit of knowledge, as power of my own, and would not have expressed to her that like I picked up on her lot. Like I think that might have been a little bit like and I get in the moment, it's easy to be like, well, well but Drea, like, there's the flag. It hadn't been touched. What are you talking about? <laughs> but for the sake of the game, I think you have to you have to ignore that initial uh, that initial instinct to call her out and just say, okay, yeah, that makes sense, and just move on. Make make her believe that you bought it. Yeah, I, see, I think the unfor- the error from Tori was that she didn't utilize that. Like, if I'm Tori. This is where I build you have you need to build allies and the time to build allies is now when they can't vote you out. Yeah. Um if you if you don't win immunity next time and then you try to build allies it's it's going to come off desperate. But tonight if you go hey, go up to pick somebody, go up to Mike, go up to Roxroy. She doesn't like working with Roxroy. So you go up to Mike, you go up to Jonathan, you go up to some of these people and you say, "Hey, here's the deal." Um, I, I kind of already feel like Drea had some advantages from our other camp. Maybe she knows about some of the advantages. I can't remember. Um, and 
I also feel like she found something else because she said she had red, she had red paint on her hands. She said it was from painting the flag. The flag hasn't been painted. So I don't know what she was doing. I think she's gotten more advantages. We need to get her out now. Right. Like now's the time to make that move. When you're not desperate, and everybody knows you're not desperate. Right. Try to build some bonds. Get Drea out because one, building bonds is good for your survival in the game. Two, getting Drea out, who you know Drea has been targeting you, getting her out is paramount for for Tori. And I just think it's a missed opportunity. Uh, unless she plans on winning every immunity from here out out, it's a missed opportunity to build some bonds yeah. and to show that you're somebody who has information and, and is willing to share it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that you don't let Drea know that you know that she's lying because then it gives you that opportunity to go to people and talk to them. And tell them what's going on without Drea being able to go to them first. And be like, yeah, Tori's calling me out on some weird stuff. Like, I just wouldn't have even given her that ammo. Like, or you know, right. like if Tori now goes and talks to him, Drake and be like, look, she's she's is paranoid. And she's just trying to she's trying to flip the vote on us. I went to I went to get the paint to start painting, and it spilled on me, so I ended up not painting. Like now she's got an easy cover because you know she knew. Like she's got had time now. To think about, okay, well, if, if this gets brought up, what can I say? Like, don't give, like, make her believe that you bought her story and move on. Uh, and then turn around, if I'm Tory, then I turn around and do exactly what you said. Go build bonds. Because right now, you, you can't be voted out. And they all know that. So you're not building bonds and giving out information for no reason. Or, for, you know, to, to save your own stuff because you're already safe. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, My next takeaway is going to be that I I really don't know how the rest of the cast hasn't figured out how much high is driving the boat right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they haven't figured out. Like I said, high seems like high feels pretty safe and I, if I were him, I would have sat out of that challenge tonight. Um. Because to me, if I were one of the people that sat out, especially when when those folks had to beg him to sit out, had to beg to get somebody to sit out, and he just wouldn't do it, to see him drop after two seconds, I would have been like, hold on. But nobody seemed to mind. And he seems so safe, and everybody runs everything by him, and he seems to have the, the steering wheel and all the votes. And I don't know how they haven't figured that out yet. Because his name never comes up. Right. Well, like I think between him and Omar, they should be the two people that you are looking at. Because High turned a 4-2 disadvantage into him and him and his biggest ally getting through the merge. Or getting to the merge episode, I guess. Not necessarily the merge. But like him, he brought his great, his best ally through after they were down 4-2 in the tribal phase. Like he, he somehow... Yeah. Look, I know it was a lot of it was was unforced errors by Chanel and Mike not having a vote, but but the point still stands. Like he's clearly got a really good game to be able to flip things, and somebody that's really dangerous, him and Omar. And so, like those are the two people that if if I'm on this cast, that I'm like, look, Tori, Roxroy, are two people that like they said earlier or something tonight that like Tori's an easy vote. Okay. If that's the case, and you really believe you can get her out at any time, I'd save her and Roxroy and go ahead and knock out uh, 
Omar and High. That way, you know, if I'm some of those bigger power players, now I can take out the GOAT and battle it out at the end. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to see him and Omar kind of drive the boat for these last couple episodes. And they seem to be well insulated right now, um, specifically Omar. I will say at Tribal, it was noteworthy that High was talking about, you know, sometimes you got to drive and sometimes you got to know when to let go of the steering wheel and let somebody else drive. And, and he was talking about that and people seemed to take notice. Now that could have been careful editing that could, but it seemed like people noticed that like, okay, high is, is in control and he knows he's in control and he's even in control of when he's not in control. Um, that, that seemed to have people take note, but, uh, I just think it's interesting because he seems like somebody who like, um, I would be very quick because the other thing with these reward challenges is like, it's gotta be, especially when they're team reward challenges that are consistently happening. You want the chance to be on Jonathan's team for one of those. So I could see not wanting to send him mm-hmm. home. High is not a huge asset in that stuff. So I, I just, it's curious to me that they haven't even talked about taking a shot at him. Right. No, I, I agree. I think that, and look, his time may be coming. Like he could be somebody, like you said, they take it, they take notice of what happened at Tribal, and now all of a sudden, you know, highs in the in the in the crosshairs next week. Because the thing about High too, though, is, is that he's made some inroads, but like he lost his number one, and Romeo turned into really really paranoid tonight. So I don't know if he really has Romeo to count on anymore. Um, and then. Well, Romeo was the one vote for high tonight. Right. And so he doesn't really have that anymore because I thought they had kind of made a connection and, and, and seen why they had bonded. And so if I'm him, like we might, we might be coming up to a Romeo high showdown. Um, that could be the foreshadowing there. And I, I don't know that Romeo isn't a little better, like insulated if he can just get past the paranoid stuff, because I don't know that high really has any other great connections that he can really fall back on right now. He's got a lot of loose connections, which in Survivor is not great. Right. A lot of that's because just that tribe, really since that debacle in that first tribal, that tribe has never felt close. And so I don't think that like Mike is going to have a a great loyalty to high to keep him around because we we saw last week, Mike said, yeah, I'll take a bullet for Lydia and High. Immediately turns around and votes Lydia out. So you can't, I mean, like, I like Mike a lot, but I don't think Mike is going to protect High. And so that that feels like a very loose connection for, for High. Uh, Romeo may, all, may be altogether gone at this point. So I think High, while he's driving the boat, he may be about to go ashore because uh, he may be driving himself out of the game. I'm going to circle back to Drea real quick. And I got to ask, how are they going to get this girl out of this game? She's got, I know we talked about it a little bit. She's got all these advantages. She's got an extra vote. She has the amulet, which means if for me, like if I, with that amulet, I'm targeting high next week if I'm Drea. I'm getting her out of the game. I'm getting him out of the game so that my amulet gains a little bit more power. Um, and then I'm looking to try to maybe get Lindsay out so that now 
Drea can have an amulet, an idol, and then use the knowledge's power to get a third idol. So now she has three idols, which is basically what she has. Like in her possession, she has the ability to turn into three idols um, plus the extra vote. Like that, that's the ceiling for the advantages she currently has, right? Yeah, because because she could, she's got one idol. She can use knowledge's power mm-hmm. to get Marianne's idol. Marianne's the one you need to get because there's already the groundwork laid that she's on the edge. She's on the fringe. Um, even Jonathan has said he'll vote Marianne, Marianne out if need be. So what she does is she. Um, it, it's going to be difficult. I think. I think the the way to do it, and it won't. It will only result in two idols, but it might be the cleanest way to do it. Is plan a vote for high to get high out, and then what if she asks for Lindsay's? If she asks for Lindsay's amulet as a part of her knowledge's power, I, I don't think that she can get the amulet. I think it's it's an extra vote or an idol. Is that it? I don't, I don't think she can get the amulet. I think that might have been a change. Okay. Um, I don't think she can get the amulet. And, and that's that's something we'll have to double check. But if she can't get the amulet, then yeah, your way is the way to go. Um, get Lindsay. I think I think it's it's tricky. She's gonna have to get Lindsay and High out first, because as soon as she uses the knowledge's power mm-hmm. to get a second idol, that's gonna bring the attention of High and Lindsay, and it's gonna be harder to get them out at that point well or you just take high out talk to Lindsay, and basically say look let's just use the amulet together and now we each have we, we've got two idols that can protect us along with the amulets like that will probably be the way i would go about it or you can, what does the amulet do if you've got two so one is the extra vote right yeah if, if everybody has it if, if all three amulets are alive it's an extra vote the other one is what is that second stage? Is it steal a vote? Maybe. And then it's the a full powered idol. At, with if, 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 if both of the other people go out, it's a full powered idol. It's a full Yeah. Um, I would be fine if I'm her though, just settling for the two idols uh, and working with Lindsay to take high out to get the steal a vote or whatever it is, whatever that secondary level is get that vote for y'all like that would be the, the probably the course I would go about is, is, is do it that way. But even then, like I'm almost like if Drea doesn't make it to the finale or Drea doesn't make it to the final, it, it, it is a, if they, if they take out high Lindsay and um, Lindsay and Drea would have a vote steal. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know that that's much better than an extra vote, but I guess. Well, a uh, vote steal becomes two votes if you think about it. Oh, right, because you're taking a vote away from somebody and then yeah. playing for yourself. So it's still a, it's still an extra vote, but you're getting the extra vote from someone. So it's another vote. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess this is a little bit better. Um, I, I would be okay settling for that since she has an extra vote already. So she got. Let's just say yeah. she has an extra vote, a steal a vote with Lindsay, and now she's got two idols. Well, all of a sudden, like it's going to be really hard to take this girl out if she plays her idols correctly. And if she wins an immunity challenge, all of a sudden it's almost impossible to take her out. Jeremy, how big of a, a blown lead would it be 
if Drea doesn't make it to 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 final four or final five. Like this feels like a like a you know like a Golden State Warriors uh, versus LeBron up three one. She should be able to close this out and get to the finale and potentially be the winner because of all the stuff that she has. But I wonder, are they telling us in the edit that that's not how this is going to go? <laughs> I don't know because, like, with two with two idols, like I, we pick on people all the time with two with with two idols. Um, Most of the two idol people get voted out with idols in their pocket. Yeah, we pick on them because having two idols, they they end up not wanting to use them. But because she has so many other things, she can like. She can do other things before she does that. You know what I mean? Like she, she, and nobody knows she has it. That's the other thing. Nobody knows how much stuff she has. Um, They're gonna know she's gonna have the idol when she takes either Marianne's or Mike's. But I think that works into in in her advantage, right? Because she takes that idol. Everybody knows about that one. She plays that one. Then she finds out if she needed to play it or not. And if she needed to play it, they're going to vote for her again. She's got another idol to play. You know, if she if she plays that idol, and let's say it's at final eight, and she was going to go home 5-3, well, now she knows next tribal council she plays the other one. That's fair. Yeah. And then she's got the, the steal a vote with Lindsay by then, maybe. And, and you know, so I, I'm with you. I don't know how she doesn't get to the finale. And if she's able to navigate the finale because she went and got all of those advantages that also um because of the way the season is that also gives her a resume it gives her an outline for her final tribal speech hey right. listen i was a part of this amulet deal with Lindsay and high from the beginning we made a bond and then Lindsay and i shifted we felt like high was somebody that was just too powerful we need to take him out and it was better for us to have the steal a vote and then we used the steal a vote to take out this person and i worked with Lindsay on that um and then you know, I, I, I was able to... I, then I took Marianne's idol and I sent Marianne home. Right. And I knew that when I used that idol, I could use that as a barometer for, for whether I was safe or not. And I wasn't safe. So I played my next idol the next time. But by that point, we had gotten down to the numbers where the, my extra vote that I got from the summit, that's how she got it, right? was a summit. Yeah. The extra vote that I got from the summit, uh, the numbers had worked out such that because I had this bond with whoever, with us having that extra vote, that gave us the numbers to do this. And the way that she's gotten these advantages gives her an easy template for her final tribal speech if she can get there that really nobody else will be able to match. Right. And that's why I wonder, they've done a really good job in the edit of telling us she's survivor rich. She's got all these advantages. They're either setting it up one of two things, Jeremy. They're setting her up to go to the end and win the thing because of the advantages, or they're setting it up so that she she goes home with all these things in her pocket. Like those are the two outcomes here. I think she either wins the whole season because of the advantages, uh, or because of how how good she's been at getting advantages, or she loses with everything in her pocket. Or are they setting up a potential? Um, kind of worst case scenario for somebody uh you get down to a final four of jonathan drea uh maybe tory and 
uh, pick somebody, you know, uh, Marianne. Those are your final four. Tori wins immunity. She takes a Marianne to the end because she cannot let Drea and Jonathan come to fi- come to the final tribal. She thinks Drea and Jonathan have to make fire. Jonathan beats Drea and fire, or maybe you take Jonathan out. Maybe they voted Jonathan out at some point, and it's um, Drea, Omar, Marianne, and Tori at final four. Tori wins final immunity, and she makes Omar go up against Drea and fire. Omar has to beat Drea and fire because Drea has this massive resume and no real enemies other than Tori, who's not going to be on the jury anyway. And she's set up as the Goliath that Rick was in season 38. Right. Yeah, I, I just think that I think the, the likeliest outcome is she's winning this thing because of all these advantages, or she goes home with all of them in her pocket. Like, <laughs> I don't know that we're going to see her, because I think the Goliath of the season is the Goliath of the season, and that's Jonathan. So yes. I think Jonathan, like that's, that's the beauty of this edit is I think we've got two or three people that have basically been set up that if they get to the end, they win. But if they get beat out at, at four, then the person that knocks them out is probably their winner. I think Marianne pulled one of the sneaky savviest moves we've ever seen, at least in the last few, few seasons. When the way she played the rice situation at the um, immunity challenge was perfect. She was one of the first to step up and say that she would sit out of the challenge to get everybody rice because everybody needs rice. And then it was sitting on three and they needed one more. The obvious appeal is to say, hey, we need one more. I'm willing, I'm sacrificing. We need one more to do this. And I don't, I want to be safe. But she didn't do that. She didn't beg for everybody else to, to make sure she was safe because we've seen people in situations like go like, well, remember I did this. Remember I did this when you're voting. She didn't do that. What she did was she pointed out, I know I'm not safe. I know that what I really need is immunity. And she never once asked them to guarantee that she got it. She just said, I know that I am risking my life in this game to get mm-hmm. everybody food and I'm asking one of you that's safe. I'm not safe. And I know that I'm asking one of you who is safe to step up and do this with me. And I thought that was the absolute perfect way to play that. Yeah. And she recognized that she was playing on emotions because she did a confessional where she was like, I just used my, I just used emotions as a weapon. And I just thought that was so savvy because if she had stepped up and said, you know, I want you to remember that I did this when you're voting tonight, she's probably going home. Right. Because people are already, they're a little bit weary of her. Um, and I'm using weary instead of wary because I mean weary. They're a little bit weary of, of her energy levels and her talking. And, and they're already kind of worn thin on that. And she can be kind of helter-skelter in the strategy part. And now she's basically begging them to protect her because she got them rice. But because of the way she did it, it, it was the perfect way to play that. I thought, well, it's not like Angelina and uh, David versus Goliath, 
when she gets the rice for everybody, doesn't say anything until I guess it was Nick won a, a, a reward. She's like, Nick, I hate to play this card, but she knew she didn't, she didn't mind playing it. I really need the steak so bad. Like, can you please give me the reward instead of so-and-so? And Nick's like, no, but I appreciate you telling us all that you really just did that right so you could bring it up later. And, like, I don't think that Marianne got the same – I don't think they got the same feeling from Marianne in the way that she played it. No, it, was, it, it really was, to me, the perfect way to play that. And I thought it was really smart. It was really savvy. And it got the job done because Omar stepped up and did it when he didn't want to, which was silly because Omar's safe and he knows he's safe. Like, he is so cushioned right now. Um, I guess, you know, it's easy to say that sitting at home out there, you're probably always anxious. Like you're always, unless the necklace is around your neck, you're probably always worried you're going home tonight. Um, but I really felt like Omar felt safe. It should feel safe. Um, but anyway, I, I just, I really, I was really impressed with, with Marianne's play there. There's so many layers of that girl and, um, it, it's, it's fun to watch her develop as a player. It's fun to watch her, her go through her emotions um, I certainly see where people would be kind of not as excited to deal with her excitement as I am watching it for an hour a week, but I, I just, I, I'm so, I'm enjoying watching her develop as a character a lot. Yeah. I, 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 I'm excited too, that this may be the thing that pushes her further in the game. Because it felt like she may be on the rocks. Now, I'm not so sure she is. Like, I think she could be headed towards, you know, at least three or four more tribals, maybe. I mean, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And she came into this week as somebody that I thought, like, if, if things go sideways or wonky, she could be going home. Yeah. And and I, the only thing that really puts her in jeopardy for me, and we already talked about it, is is Drea's um, knowledge with or uh, knowledge is power advantage because that's gonna go one of two directions. She's gonna take you, have, you have to take her, take out whoever you takes idol. Yeah, it, Drea is is a tighter ally with Mike. She's either gonna take Mike's idol or she's gonna take Marianne's idol. That's it. And, and she's tied with Mike, so she's probably going to take Marianne's idol. Um, maybe there's a chance that she, that she ends up seeing Mike as a more strategic threat. So she's going to take his idol. But I, I don't know. I, that's the one thing that puts Marianne in danger, is that Drea's going to want to take somebody's idol. Might be Marianne's. If she takes Marianne's idol, she's going to do it when she's taking Marianne out. Yeah. Um. Best worst edit, real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Um, do do you have a best edit? Um, yeah, I'll go best edit real quick. Um, well, it's gonna say Tori, but like we we kind of went over some things that I think she made some unforced errors on. Um, so I will go with you know, give me Jonathan. This is another episode where he doesn't win immunity and doesn't go home. And I think any episode where that happens feels like a good edit for him. Um, because I think that he should be the person they try to take out anytime he doesn't win immunity. Like that should be the first name you toss out there. 
I don't think that Chanel, um, and I know we didn't go a ton into her going home, but honestly, you know, if you watch tonight, it felt like a slam dunk. We knew she was going home pretty much from the time it came on the air. Um, you know, I again, kudos to the production team for hiding that. Like, yeah, they, they hit it well, but like, they did a good job of making putting it in doubt whether she was going home or not, even though the entire time it felt like she was going home. Right. And so in an, in an episode like that, it's, you know, it's easy to pick out bad edits because they had to figure out a couple folks that could go home instead of her to play them up. Um, and we'll get to those in the bad edit portion of this, but really any, any episode in which Jonathan is not safe at tribal and he still manages to get through should be a feel like a big win for him because you know, that dude should be gone by now. Um, but I think it also shows that he's not just a physical player that everybody wants to paint him as. He has a good social game. He's not terrible at strategy. Like, he's a legitimate threat to win this game. Yeah, and I think it's a credit to him that last time he got his name thrown out there, he didn't win immunity, and he got no votes this time. That's That's key. You know, I mean, it wasn't just that he didn't go home. He was never in danger of going home. Nobody spoke his name. Um, even though I think that he would have been an obvious name for, for for people who thought they were going home. Because that's, even if it's dumb, even if we all know that, like, these post-merge challenges in particular, these individual immunity challenges, very few of them favor somebody like him. We know mm-hmm. that. But it's such an easy draw. We saw it work last week where people where there was actually some traction for him to go home because it's just, hey, he's he's big, he's he's a challenge beast, and he didn't win tonight. We should probably take him out. And and nobody did that this time. I, and I think it's a credit, like you said, to his social game. Um yep. my best edit, I'm gonna go with your boy Mike. It's a good one. Yeah. I like he didn't get a ton tonight. One he did get was this beautiful moment we had with Omar was doing his um his Muslim prayers and Mike just kind of sat and observed and he learned and and he was respectful. Uh, I just thought that was beautiful. Um Mike is is like I said with Marianne, Mike's got so many layers and he's so much fun. He's so much more than I thought he was going to be. Uh-huh. Um but then we see he wants to take out Chanel. That's the plan. They're going to take out Chanel. It was either Tori or Chanel, and, and Tori won immunity, so it's it's Chanel. That's obvious. That's his number one target. I still am confused as to why he's so upset that she voted for him in a tribal when he voted for her. I, I don't understand why that's so offensive to him. She, well, she voted for me when she didn't need to. Well, 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 Mike, you voted for her, so I don't get that. <laughs> but um, I... He hasn't seen that irony, and and it worked for him. But the, there was a plan to take out Romeo, and his allies came to him, and they said, hey, we're going to switch to Romeo. And he was like, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm just – I'm not doing it. Um, I'm going to vote for Chanel because she's my number one threat, and that was the plan, and it's a good plan, and I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. And who and went some, home? Sometimes – yeah, Chanel. <laughs> so, like, sometimes that, to me, is the biggest thing with Survivor at times is – Knowing when to stick to your guns because it benefits you more. Like it's okay that you don't capitulate to every little thing that everybody else does. Because eventually you get labeled a goat if you do that. Like yeah. he didn't necessarily have to drive the boat, but he also showed that he wasn't just a passenger. 
Yeah, he he, I, he grabbed yeah. he grabbed the steering wheel to continue the metaphor. He grabbed the steering wheel and said, "No, I, this is this is my. I'm taking Chanel out because we decided as a group that's what we were going to do. You pivoted, and and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take out Chanel. And I I remember there were some votes last season when people kind of changed the plan at the last minute and it ended up costing them. And Mike wasn't going to let that happen. So that that's my best edit. Yeah, um, good one. My worst edit, I'll go ahead and do worst edit first. It, it's got to be Romeo. Um, yeah. can, he didn't can, go, can we can we just do this one together? Because well, <laughs> that, that was also mine. Like, I, I just don't know that there was a worst edit beyond him. I do want to mention somebody else for, for a okay. minute after we talk about Romeo. But um, Romeo, he almost got himself voted out when he wasn't a target at all. Mm-hmm. They were going to do. They were going to take out Chanel. That that was always the plan. They were going to throw a couple. I think they were going to have a couple votes thrown on him. Is that correct? Yeah, they had decided that basically they needed to tell Chanel that the vote was Romeo, and they needed to tell who was the other. There's three. Marianne was the other one that they Tory. said they were. and Tori. The Tori. I thought it was Marianne. Maybe because Tori was safe. Yeah. Um. Like I, I just think that like. There's, and it may have been Tori, but Tori ended up being safe. But it, the, like whoever the other, the third one was, it just felt like he had to like. There's there's times when I know it feels like you're the you're the decoy, but you're really the one that go, that's going home. This, this shouldn't have felt like that for him because he was in such a good place at the start of the week, and I think he burnt some bridges with High that he probably didn't need to. Because now like, he voted for high, that that for, like relationship that he had built with him is probably out the window. It just doesn't feel good for Romeo going forward. And this was what me and you talked about before the season started, Jeremy. We said if he's going to act a certain way once he gets out there, it, it's over for him. And he he had done a really good job, an impressive job of completely flipping what we thought he was going to be up until tonight. Well, but I, I think the other thing too, and, and Heather kind of brought this up last season, is even if you come to me, and, that, and this is me arguing for for Romeo's credit, if you come up to me and you say, "Hey, uh, so here's the thing," because uh, because as soon as you start hearing your name out there, you're going to ask, you know, I hear my name's out there, so somebody's got to figure out how to talk to that person in a way that it makes sense when you say, "Yeah, well, we got to tell um, Chanel something." So that she won't get squirrely and play and 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 throw her shot in the dark because we don't want her to do that. Um, so so we gotta make her feel comfortable. So we're telling, you know, we had to tell her your name in the presence of a bunch of people so that it looked right. Um, but it's really her. Well, the next logical statement is, yeah, but why did it have to be my name? Right. Because then if she does play the shot in the dark, I'm going and it works. I'm going home. So why couldn't it be Rockstroy? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't it be Marianne? Why did it have to be my name? Somebody's got to figure out how to talk to that person and say, uh, <laughs> somebody's got to figure that's where that paranoia comes from because it's a hundred percent understandable is the problem. And so when I say worst edit for Romeo, I don't even necessarily mean that he did anything wrong. It's just, he almost talked himself in, into the, into being the, the vote. So what I really think if you're somebody who's playing and you're in the majority, you have to be ready for the fact that when Romeo hears that that 
you said we're voting Romeo, that person is going to be upset about that. And you, 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 you explain it, tell them, hey, we had to give Marianne and, and Chanel something because we're, we're not going to let them in on the plan. We're not going to let them in that Chanel is going home. So trust me, I got you. That person's going to be going to be upset about that and just be ready for that. Um, and I think Mike and, and the, some of the others kind of got that, that like, yeah, I mean, Romeo's upset because he found out that people are going to be voting for him. And that was a part of our plan. He's going to be upset about that. <laughs> That's, but it's still, it, it was a bad edit for Romeo because he, he looked bad. Um, I'll say that I, as kind of a, a, a wrap up of Chanel's time on the show, the worst thing about Chanel's edit is that we never got a positive edit from her. It was maybe very briefly in like episode two, we got to see her and Daniel working together. But once she went on that little summit run with, uh, with Omar and, and lost her vote, everything after that has either been bad or neutral. Um, a lot of times we just didn't hear anything from her. Uh, all we saw from her was her kind of sitting wide-eyed and listening to what was going on and nodding and agreeing, maybe. But we just didn't get anything from her for about five episodes now. Um, but it wasn't like a Heather absent edit. She was there. She just wasn't contributing anything. It didn't seem. So that, that that's kind of the other person I could see as, as a worst edit is just that even in her go-home episode, she never got that tribute that other people got. She never got that episode where we got to see her life at home. She never got that. It was always, Chanel always felt like somebody who was just going to go home and that's the way it was. Yeah. For me with her, it, it, she, she ruined her own game. She was in a pretty good spot. She had the majority. And then we get the episode where she basically tells uh, Omar, hey, I can't really afford to risk my vote, tonight, or I can't afford to be without a vote tonight. And then goes and risks her vote and essentially ruins not only her game, but Daniel's game. And so, for me, like, the, I didn't pick her as my worst edit, because honestly, Jeremy, like, she's had the worst edit all season. Yep. <laughs> like, this was just a, 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 a goodbye to the worst edit of, of the season. And which could be good going forward uh, because I think now we pretty much only have contenders left outside of maybe Tori and Roxroy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, Speaking of who, who is your winning pick right now? Is it still, we still hanging with Drea? I, I'm going to hang with Drea, uh, but mainly because, I think she's got a good enough head on her shoulders that I just don't see her, and I'm I'm probably jinxing her, but I just don't see her being being somebody who's gonna blow all these advantages that she has. Um, now, what's possible is that she in the in gaining because she has to do it publicly at tribal gain in gaining that second idol. She puts enough of a target on her back that uh, what we haven't seen is, is is people being methodical with that and going, okay, she's got an idol. We're going to vote her out now. And if she doesn't have an idol, um, or, or and if and if she doesn't go home, we got a backup plan. And then we're going to vote for her next time. But when she throws out an idol again, go, all right, well, she 
surely she doesn't have three, right? And they vote her, they vote for her again. Like that's uh, maybe we could see that that you know it's not really that she blows the lead as much as there's a, such a thing as too many advantages and it and it draws too much attention on it. But other than short of that, I, I just don't see her being somebody who blows this. I think we see the perfect the perfect win for this era of Survivor, somebody who just collects all the things and uses them to win. I don't know how good that's going to f- go over, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, people are going to hate it, but uh, I think it's, it, it's what Survivor wants. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, again, I, I don't... I don't know that that's the best thing for the season to have happen because I, I, I don't know how enjoyable that winter is going to be for, for some folks because they, they don't like the, the advantages anyway. Um, and so for me, I, I don't mind it because I think she's played a good enough game outside of the advantages that if she wins because the advantages, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to view it as that. But I know how people treated Ben, and I would hate for Drea to get that same level of treatment. Um, I, I do think that um, the satisfaction will be there in that Shan went first, and Shan had that pocket full of advantages and that early, you know, how's she going to blow this? Right. And went home with all that in her pocket. So – We've seen just last season that with the exact same template, just about, except for the amulet, Shan still blew it and blew it with her allies and ruined everything. Like, so it's in, it, having all that does not guarantee you a win. It doesn't even guarantee you a particularly close finish. Um, right. And so we, we, we just saw that in 41. So I think it'll be received a little better in 42 if that happens. Um, because it's not a guaranteed win to have all that stuff. Um, right. And, but, she, and she still may not win. We don't know yet. No, I, we, we don't. Um, but um, I do think, I do think that she's, she should be the front runner. Um, I guess mine would be, I'm still sticking with my, my Jonathan. I'm going to stick with Jonathan. I'm, or I guess I'm going to start with on the Jonathan train. I know I've kind of gone back and forth of just saying the orange tribe, but I'm going to go with the other Goliath of the season, and basically we're going to have a Goliath off. Um, yeah, and that like one of our Goliaths is probably going to win. Yeah, now I feel like that's a safe pick right now. I think Jonathan. I, I'm going to hammer it home. Jonathan, after last week, getting some attention and then not winning that immunity, but not winning the immunity in a way where it kind of seemed like he could just win it, and then not getting any attention. It's really good for his future on the show. So I'm I'm good with it. I'm I'm still loving this season. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm telling you, having two people immune and two people going home next week could be a huge game changer for the season. Because that that that'll mean two separate votes, correct? I, I think so, right? I I guess, but two separate votes with everybody in the room. This won't I don't think this is going to be like we saw in season 39 where they split back out into two groups after the yeah, merge. I've done, done that a few times where they split out and let the – I think it was um, the season with Yule that won, when Yule won. Oh, uh, 
Pearl uh, Island? Pearl, uh, Cook Islands. Cook Islands. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, so on Cook Islands, they did that. And I want to say two people were safe and two people went home in that one. So, but they split out the tribes in that one. Now, that would be, I, I would not feel good about that because we're at 10. That's two five person votes. But that is also exactly what they did last season. They split out at the 10 vote. And at the ten per, when it was at ten people, they split into two groups of five for the. For and that the ended up being the the kind of a game changer in the season. Yeah, that's when Nasir went home, and that's also when they sent somebody else that was not in the majority alliance on that one. Was it Evie? That, Is that when Evie went? Yes, because we thought we were about to get two people from the majority alliance going home in the same episode. Yeah, because they were Xander was trying to get Danny to flip on somebody. I think. And, and it didn't work. Um, so I yes. bet that's what they're going to do, which which is going to cause some chaos. It's going to cause some chaos, and this could be um, where we see that could be. I, I really think that could be an advantage for Drea because if it gets split into two groups of five, and um, Mary, and, and let's say it's let's say it's Drea, uh, Mike's not in her group, and it's. It's Drea, Jonathan, um, Hi, Marianne, and Tori. And Drea feels like she really needs Marianne, Marianne's idol. It's less jarring if she does it in that scenario where it's w- one vote makes a difference than if she does it in a group of nine people where she could have just gotten the numbers without it. Oh, that's a good point. Um, it, it, it's well, not gonna everybody be, will see it. Not everybody will see it. Um, only her allies plus Tori will have seen it. And so, and especially if Tori's not the other person, if it ends up being, um, if it ends up being, let's say it's Drea, Mike, it might actually be, be better if both idols are over there. Because if it's Drea, Mike, Jonathan, um, Hi, and Marianne in one five, and Drea takes Marianne's idol. Those other people aren't going to tell anybody that unless Drea wants them to. And so the, it could work out in her favor, depending on how that breaks out. That, that she, that's how she can get that second idol without causing any problems. So it, this is going to be, if they do it, and I, I really, the more, the more we've talked through it, I think that's how they're going to do it. They're going to do five and five. We're going to have two, two separate little tribals. Um, and that could be super interesting. Yeah, I, I, I would. I almost prefer it that way because I just think it creates additional chaos that we don't have any other way. Um, I, I, I prefer it when it works out a way I, that I enjoy. <laughs> that's, that's that's a fair point. Um, which, like like, I mean, look, like in in uh, in Winners at War when all those youngins took out Rob in a five person tribe, that was dope. But last season, when that's how Nasir went home, yeah, that was less dope, you know. So it just—it really just depends on 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 how how it works out. Well, and it really depends on you know. This could be one of those where if they just stick to the guns, like it could be very easy. Like you know, Tori and you know Romeo go home. Well, then all of a sudden, like, well, I mean, that's probably what we we would have gotten that if we'd have done two. Uh, two tribals with, with, with everybody involved, you know? 
So yeah. we can get that, um, or we can get the other side of that, which is, you know, the minority group or the 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 bottom the group on the bottom can now pull out you know a victory or two and really flip the numbers. Well, I I think the best thing for the minority is if is if Marianne, Tori, and Romeo all end up in the same tribal. Because then they're guaranteed to be able to take out one of the majority. Right. So, really interesting. Um, I, I'll like I said, I'm I'm kind of torn on whether I like those those little five person groups, but it will shake up the game, and I, I do think it'll really start to shape up the winner because that's when that's when Erica really took control of the game. She did. That that's well, when Erica that stepped like forward. I felt like the episode where we got to see who the winner was. So that maybe, maybe that's what we get again this time. Cause I mean, a lot of people are just saying that this is, this is 40, 41 all over again, maybe with a little bit more enjoyable cast in terms of personalities with less physicality. Yeah. So I, I really do. I, I think we're going to, our winner will be defined next week, but it may be more in the, in that we start to, it could be, we start to see that this is why Jonathan wins, or we start to see that this is why Omar wins. Some of these names that we've already mentioned, yeah. um, it just kind of refines it. Everybody out of left field at this point. Or it could be the episode where we have a situation like Marianne, Tori, and Romeo all end up on one tribe. They work together to take out um, High, and then that starts to, to, to expose some cracks, and, and we get a Marianne win. That's, I, it's there. We saw it last season. Um, so I'm just, I'm interested to see what happens. That's Yeah, I I am too, man. It's been a fun season so far. And I honestly, I think it's getting better. Um, we're, we're going from, uh, what is it? Pleasantly surprising to each week. I just expect it to be good. Yep. So, uh, we'll do it again next week and I look forward to it. Sounds good, buddy.